This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. We've seen their starter uh, was not playing, and... Uh, they have to go with a backup that we had that they had last year that we went up against. So, um, but they they play a lot of similar coverage that we've seen uh, the past uh, four games, and um, I mean we're just ready to go, ready to execute our plays. Oh, so many things about that Justin Jefferson soundbite. First of all, that little smirk on his face. Mm-hmm. He was very much. He was very much PR speak there. Like, I think the PR team would be happy the way that he phrased okay. it. But you could tell what he really meant was, I'm going for 200 yards. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was coached up pre-press conference. He's like, yeah, they got like, don't they're, mention they're already pretty cr- Yeah, they're already pretty yeah. crappy. And now they got backups. I mean, you tell me what's going to happen on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he's got the JJ custom the stocking hat. cap, the yeah, logo. You get a DG one. You know what, though? He's just a likable kid. <laughs> I really like he him. Is. He's, he's like, awesome. He is. He's just a likable kid. He is. Stop being negative, Judd. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're you're just being sarcastic. I'm sorry. Like you guys. I'm sorry. I called you. out Justin Jefferson. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. What I mean is he is the world's greatest kid ever. How's no, that? He's awesome. He's great. Uh, we actually have on this feedback Friday. So welcome, Mackie and Judd. And um, every Friday we go through your comments, your questions, your concerns about the sports landscape in Minnesota, about the show. We actually have a write that down protest we're going to get to. Oh boy! On Feedback Friday, and uh, let's start. Let's just fire this up here. We we go through the YouTube comment sections. We go through when you guys send us feedback through the Score North app. There's a feedback link. We've got some of those. So let's start with a barrage of similar Vikings thoughts from people here throughout the week. I'm just going to read you three or four of them. Justin Baker from the YouTube pages. I know you guys aren't for blowing up the Vikings, but I just don't know how you can keep Spielman after this season. He doesn't know how to evaluate or draft key positions required to be successful. Hmm. Uh, KL from YouTube said, Judd is so right. We need to stop talking about reaching the playoffs as the goal. Super Bowl is the only thing that matters. I'm so tired of looking at and listening to overpaid mediocrity. Get a new coach, GM, coordinator, and quarterback. <laughs> let our young talent start. The, so he's like ready to do this now. Yeah. He's like, let let the young talent start the rest of the season uh, and then draft smart and start new in 2022. Uh, JV All-Stars on Twitter said, My brother and I are diehard Vikings fans and just so happen to be in the category of wanting the Vikings to lose right now in order to win big later. This combination of coach, GM, and quarterback is tearing my brother and I apart. Oh, wow, no. Dude. dude, it's tearing his family apart. Th- that's why we're here. We are your certified Vikings therapist. Yes. Um, I I know you guys said dumpster fire franchises fire everyone, but all all of these teams like Washington and the Browns, who used to be dumpster fire franchises, now have a better shot at winning a Super Bowl than the Vikings do. I don't know about Washington. No, Washington is a train wreck this year. Yeah. And then Andres from YouTube says, fire the three stooges, Zimmer, Cousins, and Spielman. So that's a good guess. 
<laughs> there's, there's comments like that too. So basically, a lot of people are are hitting us up this week and saying, "Just who cares what happens against the Lions? Yeah, fire everybody whenever the time comes." Where are you guys at with this? I am, uh, I am in wait and see mode as far as a complete blow up goes. So I'm not saying that I'm not for it. I'm just saying. Let's see how this plays out. But I think if you're going to get to the end of the season and you're going to fire Mike and you're just like, yeah, Mike, it didn't work. Sorry. Um, there is a compelling case on Spielman to say, well, should we hire a new GM first to decide on the new coach? The Cousins thing, I feel if this season continues to go like it's going in 2020 was bad. I don't care about their win streak. Um, but if this continues to trend in this direction, I feel like the Cousins thing will sort itself out, and it's not like you're going to be a Super Bowl contender in 2022. So the Cousins thing, to me, can almost be tabled as far as let's let the new people make that decision. But I could see a case if we continue on this track, gentlemen, where you do fire both the GM and the coach, and then, of course, you hire a new GM first and say, let's chart the path with you, and you are going to decide on our next coach. Okay. Well, you, Dex. I'm I'm trending towards blow it up. I'm 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 trending towards blow this thing up. Um, I'm I'm just like like everything, everything, and like I I don't think if you blow out the coach and the GM and and let's also say you sell off Cousins, like I don't envision this being a Cleveland Browns, New York Jets. You're just a laughing stock four and twelve for twenty years. I like I really think you can turn this around quickly. And if you get the right people in mind or right people to get hired and and obviously there's some evaluation, there might be some trial by fire. You might figure out one GM works or a head coach doesn't or vice versa. But I'm I'm trending towards blow this thing up. Let's start it over. Let's just start it over. Start from scratch. Yeah, I want to see the Lions game for one. Okay, well, I'd like to see the Lions and the Panthers because I I actually I know they're one in three. um, I'm actually not ruling them out for playoffs yet. And I, I also still feel like the Green Bay situation isn't as kumbaya as everyone it's maybe thinks. I, agree I mean, Aaron Rodgers is like openly winking at Mike Tomlin <laughs> this week, you yeah. know, probably wants to play in Pittsburgh. So I'm not ruling out a comeback and a run to the playoffs. Not that that should be cause for a champagne celebration like we we do. One of these guys said it best. We yeah, they made the playoffs and now it's we'll see what happens. No. You're not good enough to win the Super Bowl, then you should you know you should be held accountable to some extent. I would still avoid firing everybody because I just think the chances of you if you go all right, let's say they finish with seven wins or something, and it's just like yep, this was a huge disappointment. If you get rid of your GM, your head coach, and your quarterback, what are the chances that you come back and nail all three of those pillar? Key well, positions, right? That actually depends on on who you pick as the GM. That's the question then. Here's the the one thing that I can see is I can see and, and I'm almost divorcing Kirk from this entirely because the Kirk thing is a con is a contractual thing. The Kirk thing, he's either here or gone. But when you're talking about an overhaul, if you say, you know, Rick, I mean how many years did you come here and say, oh, man, look at all my draft picks? I, I, I had 74 draft picks in 2020, uh, mm-hmm. but they didn't really work out. So if you say, let's start again and let's get a GM here, GM hires head coach. And the one thing about th- this job now is 
this job has never been more desirable. Like you could go big fish hunting, big game hunting, big game hunting. You've got a new stadium. You've got a training facility in Egan that's gorgeous. Like this is a easy selling point for somebody yeah. to say, oh, my God, I, yeah, I'd love that job. It's not yeah, yeah. the Metrodome Winter Park. You all, you also have it, it, the Wilves. The Wilves are such an interesting ownership group in that they're, they're good, super yeah. passionate. Yeah. They're huge supporters and fans, and they're sort of there all the time just being like, what can we do? What can we do? How much money can we spend? We want this to work so bad. But they don't meddle. They're not like the Browns or Daniel Snyder, you know, they don't, they don't come in. They're not like Jerry Jones where they think that they played some college football back in the day and they know who the draft pick should be. Right. It's like they're, they're great professional sports owners, except for the fact that they haven't won a championship, but they're there. It's like if they, if they can put that energy into the right people and if they can find an upgrade over some of these key pillars here, here's a scenario real quick that I would like to, paint for you guys in that I think I don't think this is going to happen, but like there's like a five to 10% chance of this scenario happening that Kirk cousins and his family love Minnesota. They've, they've got the, he already proved his point by getting the biggest guarantee contract in NFL history. He's made $200 million or whatever it is, probably like $150 million playing football in his life. And so the difference between Let's say thirty-five million and twenty or twenty-five million is just a lot less than it was when he signed the original contract back in two thousand eighteen. What if Kirk Cousins says, "All right, I know there's going to be some changes around here because we underperformed. I want to be part of the solution. I love it in Minnesota. My family loves it in Minnesota. I feel like I've put up some of the best years of my career here. And if you guys are going to go hire an offensive-minded coach, like if you're going to hire Declan's guy, Kellen Moore, right mm-hmm. from I Dallas." Did. And you're and, and I'm going to get to build a a relationship with an offensive minded coach, and we're going to be a partnership, and he's going to help me get better in certain areas. Mm-hmm. I'm in for twenty five million dollars a year instead of a forty two million dollar cap hit. What would you do? Um, thank you for your service. Goodbye. Yep. Really. Also, there is. I wouldn't be that. I wouldn't be that quick. Uh, there, there is a better chance that I become a priest than that happens. Oh. <laughs> Gee, how much there is how, a better chance a sinner have you been in yeah. your 50 years? There is a better chance that I <laughs> enough that I can't become a priest. Um, Kirk Cousins, <laughs> Kirk Cousins, not in a million years is going. really for. Le- but see, to me, it's 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 less. And listen, all, I'm I'm the number I'm the number one. Uh, I feel like Kirk no, hater on this show. No, it, it to me, it's a little bit more about the contract than it is about his play. Like, obviously, he's got flaws in his play, regardless of contract. But right. If if you got him for let's say he saw the light and he was like all right I, Tom Brady did it for years you know even Pat Mahomes signed a long deal and then restructured you know Pat Mahomes is still going to get paid don't right. get me wrong he's not taking less money but like I want I want my cap hit to be less punitive to the organization and I'm in guys I'm in whatever you need me to do I'll take less money I'm open to that conversation if people think I don't like Kirk it's because I don't like his personality and demeanor far more than his play I actually don't mind his play so if he said th- those things. I might be in, but it's his personality and demeanor I don't like, and that's what leads him to be a selfish person, and that's what what leads him to 
um, to say, I have to have it all guaranteed again. And I have to break the bank because my daddy tells me I'm the best quarterback of all time. Uh, Cousins personality rubs me the wrong way. It rubs people the wrong way. The whole thing with, with Zimmer having to say a 30 year old man is basically matured into a guy that, Oh man, he's getting along with his teammates now and trying to lead. Dude, that's a quarterback's job from day one. And like, if the quarterback doesn't get that, something is flawed with with not his play, his mind. So if he said what you said, Phil, he'd be a different person and the results would be different right now. So the reason why I want Kirk Cousins gone is the same reason why I wanted, and so did Billy Guerin, Ryan Suter gone. It's not play. It's what do you do in the locker room and what do you do on the field to convey to convey confidence of ability to win games. So that's why I'm out. And my my biggest criticism to be very clear and articulated of Kirk Cousins is how he's wired and his personality. It's not his arm. He's got a good arm. It's not his play consistently. Any deficiencies in his play come from what goes on upstairs, not from his body. Yeah. And I think where I'm curious because nothing you said is wrong and i've i've been making a lot of the same points for three years so i would be a hypocrite to like fight you on those things but what i am curious (laughs) when are you going to admit that you hater (laughs) um i just think there is there's another sort of universe like a it's like an alternate universe of kirk these last three or four years and then whatever he has left in the nfl that has an offensive-minded guru head coach, and I know that he worked with McVay as a what quarterbacks coach or whatever it yeah. was in Washington. Yes, and in Shanahan, but you know those are also like the first couple years as a starter. But now that he's had five or well, well six, seven years as a starter under his belt, and if you said, "All right, man, like you're going to get that partnership that Matt Stafford has with McVay, like where you guys are obsessively combing over every detail about how to get better." You know, I'm, I'm sure McVeigh is sitting there with Stafford saying, all right, like, so we love you, but these are the two things that we saw in Detroit that we need to fix. And if you're on board, I'm on board. Like, Zimmer's not doing that. Zimmer, just, Zimmer probably bitches at Kirk when he does something wrong. So I'm just saying, like, there's, a, there's another world here where he gets, he gets the relationship he needs, and maybe some of that stuff turns a little bit. But I would only be interested in it if he if he signed up for less money right. by far, which is what I so think I could fix I get a new franchise center next year in free agency or something. Yeah. So all right, here's another Vikings. That was good stuff. Um, another Vikings question here from Jason Bruns through the Score North app. He clicked the feedback tab on the Score North app. First of all, you guys have been a lot of fun to listen to over the last year or so. Thank you, Jason. I live in Kansas City now, and it's getting hard to defend my Vikings. To the Chiefs fans here, oh. my qu- oof. Oh. My question is in regards to the quarterback and the coach. I agree the Mike Zimmer era seems to be coming to an end, but who are the top five to seven coaches over the past 20 years, and who was their quarterback? Mm-hmm. And then what was their record when that quarterback wasn't playing? For example, Bill Belichick had Bledsoe and Brady. What was his record without Tom Brady? Mike Tomlin had Ben Roethlisberger for the last 15 years. What was his record without Big Ben? Um, yeah, John Harbaugh with Lamar Jackson and Flacco. What was his record with Flacco versus Lamar Jackson? It was worse. Uh, and then he brings up a couple other examples here, too. So the question is, does the quarterback have more to do with the coach's longevity and record than we are giving credit to? Uh, 
Yes, but here's the here's where it gets to be a bit sticky in the conversation, okay? Uh, Belichick, defensive and special teams guy, if I'm not mistaken. Harbaugh, special, special teams guy. Mike Tomlin, we saw him here, defensive guy. To the best of my knowledge, what did all of those gentlemen do? And yes, they benefited from their quarterback being really good. But they also embraced their quarterback. They also talked to their quarterback constantly. They they identified the quarterback as I'm a defensive guy or I'm a special teams guy. But damn it, if I don't have this guy playing well and and wired right, and I am communicating with him probably darn near every day, it's going to be to my detriment. Um, John Harbaugh went as far as to sign off on the drafting of Lamar Jackson and then say, we will alter our offense completely to fit Lamar Jackson. Mike Zimmer's stubbornness. I mean, we are literally now hearing stories of year one, year one. Kirk got here in 2018 of he's meeting with Kirk now half hour a week, 45 minutes a week. He's 45. 45. Okay. He's meeting with Kirk now. So I think the point is a very good one. But that being said, I don't think you can just narrow it down to, um, well, the quarterback was good, and so the coach just said, hey, you go win games. There's yeah. so much more to it. And the fact that Mike is finally like, this 2018, Kirk has been paid a ton of money since the day he walked in the door. To not have the coach embrace him completely and try and get the most, and I'm not talking the coordinator, I'm talking the coach, to not get the most from him is a clear disconnect between Rick Spielman signing Kirk and the coach not signing off on signing Kirk. Yeah, well, first of all, t- I'll answer the question and then give a couple thoughts here. So he's asking, is the coach's longevity and record tied more to the quarterback than we're giving credit to? Absolutely in the NFL. However, I think Mike Zimmer, to the points Judge just made, almost needs like a ready-made veteran great quarterback for all the reasons that you just said. Like if he got in his prime Russell Wilson for five years and Russell Wilson's already a finished product and you're just bringing him on as a mercenary – or you get Aaron Rodgers as a mercenary for five years in his late 30s or something, yes, Mike Zimmer would probably at least have coached in a Super Bowl by now. But the biggest difference is Bill Belichick had a huge influence over the growth and development of Tom Brady. And Mike Tomlin, you could say the same thing about Ben Roethlisberger. And John Harbaugh has literally like revamped their entire offensive scheme for Lamar Jackson to lean into his development and, and his upside as a quarterback. Mike Zimmer at times, and the coordinators that he's brought in, have actively gone against the strengths of the quarterbacks. Like Teddy Bridgewater was a shotgun pistol guy. And they ran I-formation Adrian Peterson plays for a year and a half until Peterson uh, was out. And then they finally morphed it to Bridgewater. And with Cousins, it's like, all right, we're going to run the ball first, and we're going to have a bad offensive line. Good luck, guy. So... So, so the answer is yes, but the head coach has influence here as well. Dax, any takes on that? Absolutely. Yeah, no, it, it, you look back on it. Sean Payton has Drew Brees. Belichick, obviously, with Brady. It, the, the best coaches have the best quarterbacks. And even, you know, I, I think the funny one to me is how much Packer fans just despised Mike McCarthy by the end of it. Um, and Mike McCarthy got the team a Super Bowl, obviously, in 2010. Uh, but towards the end, it just never felt like the fans and also Rodgers just being kind of a diva had that 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 relationship wasn't the same. Because I also think like Brady and Belichick are kind of they're wired the same, but they were clearly two different people. Like they were yeah. different, but they were able to coexist for the better part of championships. Where Rodgers and McCarthy, there was clearly a disconnect there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yep. It's funny, too. Like Aaron Rodgers alienates his parents that brought him up and alienates his coach that brought him up as uh, well. It's alienating everybody. And now his team. Is he alienating his team well, right now, though? The franchise. Mm. But, I mean, the franchise. He, he, is a, he is so talented that I think uh, being incredibly self-serving doesn't, is not the detriment that it can be to Kirk, but he is incredibly self-serving. Yeah. Uh, he's a good golfer, so if he's ever in the area and he wants to play some fall golf in the mm-hmm. Twin Cities, PXG Minneapolis has all kinds of great clubs, apparel, keep you warm. Uh, it's it's October, what, 8th right now? So I think there's still at least a month and a half left of solid fall golf For season sure. here. These people think, oh, once it gets – the first freeze doesn't end golf season because no. there will be a thaw. No, no, no. Kind. No, no, no. Yeah. The first snowfall doesn't even end golf season. Not at all. Sometimes it'll Dex is going to keep going. Mm-hmm. I don't have a round in this weekend, shockingly. I've gone back-to-back weekends without a round. It's, You're not going Saturday? I, I, I am not. I got no rounds in for for. Why are you not going weekend. Saturday? I don't know. I just I, I didn't book a tee time. The golfers don't play. It's a perfect I, day. You, I know. You don't like college football. I can't stand college football. No, I, I don't know. Going to be rusty. Going to be rusty. Your game might look rough. Go now. Just go into PXG Minneapolis, Southdale Center. Find out more at pxg.com. Slash Minneapolis. All right, more questions here. Feedback Friday on Mackie and Judd. Yep. Uh, Daniel Larson on YouTube comments, we had to trade away the heart and soul of the team, meaning Nelson Cruz, because the Twins didn't learn from Game 2 Dobnak at Yankee Stadium. J.A. Happ was a joke. Maeda had issues from opening day. Baldelli pulling Barrios early in the season when he had a no-hitter through six innings pretty much summed up the season. The Twins are afraid to succeed. Oh, I love that one. Like that last line is fantastic. In fact, in fact, I might steal Print that. Print the shirts. I might steal Afraid that. To Afraid succeed. to succeed. Afraid to succeed. Yeah, he, you know what? I think he's right on. And and good for Nelson Cruz. He's in what? Tampa Bay hits the home run against Boston last night. I hope he goes to the World Series. I hope he wins a World Series. Me too. I'd love to see him win a World Series. Me too. Um yes. But yeah, they are right. afraid to, to succeed. That's a re- I love that line. Well, Jim Polad coming out obliviously and giving an A plus grade to the front office and the manager. Yeah. After this season, well, how is, do you do that? Like he had the total system failure quote to chip a few years ago. But I mean, at least he's had that, a few doozies. But like that was a dude, doozy. Guy, but I agreed with it. Like this one is God. incomprehensible. He is a walking like if if the word meh. Could be personified somehow and be a human. Jim like Polad. Jim Polad would be the word meh. If the shrug emoji on your phone could could come to life, it would be Jim, be Polad. Jim Polad. A plus. He should get down on his knees every morning and thank God for Glenn Taylor's presence. And thank God that his family had billions of dollars, I guess. Yeah, that's Kevin Olison on YouTube says Doogie has great scoops as an and is an outstanding reporter. I can't get over how much he looks like Bert from Bert and Ernie. <laughs> Doogie does look a little like Bert. You're shot again, Bert. I guess a little he bit. He's got yeah, like, guess, the, like, yeah, the, like the like the hair. Yeah, up here ne- I mean, you know, I never really thought about it, but I, I guess I'll, Bert and Ernie. I'll, oh, there, Bert, Bert and Ernie, Ernie were my favorite Sesame Street They were characters. my yeah. They are fantastic. Yeah, what a great duo. Yeah, I love them. They yeah. They were uh, before their time, let's Bert. just say, Bert and Ernie. I had a bad roommates. dream. All right, we're not. As soon as those cameras go off, we know. Well, it's Sesame it's Street, happening. man. Yeah. They're, no, it's all about acceptance. Oh, Sesame God, Street dude. was doing things uh, 40 years the, ago that we're trying to now be, be like, hey, it's great. Life's great. Do you think, let's all get do you along. Think some, 
some Sesame Street producer has some footage. Like, all right, guys, well, that's a wrap. All right, Bert, Ernie, we'll see you guys tomorrow. And they kept the cameras rolling. I want to know what happens. Come on, come on. One of my all-time favorite Family Guy cutaways is the Bert and Ernie scene. Just Google, just YouTube Family oh, yeah. Guy, Bert oh, and Ernie. Oh, yeah, that's great. And, yeah. and you'll, you'll, you'll find it. I'm not going to break it down. I don't want to do the play-by-play. But it's one of my all-time favorite Family Guy one-off scenes. I heard Bert unvaxxed. That's what I heard. Oh, Privately, oh, he's, no. like, I'm, and he's like, I'm not doing it. Oh, no. He's like, you might think uh, I'm a nice, cuddly toy. Uh-uh, I'm out. G. Clark on YouTube says, uh, he, so he has an alternate strategy for when people walk up to you on the street and ask to use your phone, which was oh, the scenario yeah. I gave yep. to you guys last Tuesday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I chose to just, listen, guy, just go to a coffee shop. I'm not giving you my phone. It's 2021. Plus, well, let me get to his solution. I'll tell you why I disagree with it. Mm-hmm. Put the phone on speaker and ask them the number you want them to dial no, so that no, you're the one holding the phone. No. A couple things. First of all, and here's how you know that this guy was a fraud. All right. Not G. Clark. Yeah, I'm talking about the guy like that, that came up to me. All right. Nobody knows anyone's phone number, especially your friends. Like the only phone numbers I even have a chance at knowing are like my home phone number on the farm in Minnesota. I don't even know my dad's number, and he's been there for 10 years in Arizona. Yeah. Like, no one Your knows wife's? phone numbers. I do know my wife's phone number. I do, too. Yes. That's, that's the one I think I know. Don't have those. Yeah. No, nope, don't own those. But, like, well, you can't keep track no of one, like, this, this guy was like, hey, I've, I've my, my, I got to get a hold of my friends. Like, yeah, no, no. He was going to write off on the scooter with yeah. your phone, 100%. And he would slap it out of my hand if I had it on speakerphone, right. or you would just try yeah, no, you Yeah, no, you made the, right, you made the exact right yeah. call. Uh, Skolny on YouTube says, Phil, go snuggle your Ben Simmons blow-up doll. How do you one? know? Yeah, how Try do you to know? keep that private. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Did you get a custom Wolves one, or is it just still the 76ers one? Can it shoot? Uh, yeah. No, it's custom. It's very, very custom. Can it shoot? You can't shoot. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need it to. Oh, my All God. Right, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mark oh, Pandora's box has been opened. <laughs> so to speak. Uh, I don't even know what that means. It's like that Joey Tribbiani uh, can make anything sound creepy episode of Friends, right? Grandma. Oh, no, no. Salad. I can explain to you what you said off the podcast. It, it, it made perfect <laughs> sense. And it's, yeah. We're really lingering this one. Okay. All right. One Thanks more here, and then we'll producer. get to Judd's Keys. All right. Mark Kill Tucker bro. on the Score North app says this. So this, this is an official. We've had a few people come with a very similar uh, protest of Declan's write that down point home run. On Wednesday, he says, looking at pro football reference, Christian Derrissaw has zero offensive snaps, zero defensive snaps, and one special team. I told you it's not considered offensive line. So I would say not only was Declan's prediction wrong, I think he deserves maybe three buzzers due to his attempt to sneak in a bogus home run prediction. That wasn't bogus. I will add. Pro Football Focus also considers it a special teams yeah. snap. Special teams is not offensive line. That he that's correct, but Declan's prediction was not bogus. However, here's where here, let me let me let me let me get to the you guys. let me get to what his prediction was. So your prediction was Christian Derrissaw will be active and he will play on the offensive line. He did not say it would be an offensive snap. It's my whole point. But it's not considered the offensive line. Special it's teams. Special, no, it's Judd, you're wrong. Teams. What is it, then what is it called? It's so you're teams. on special teams. You're on the offensive line of the special the, teams. It, it is actually the I believe it is officially called the protection unit. It's not called a it, an offensive line has a quarterback or someone taking the snap 
to make a play, not this kick is, a field this goal. This is just like so. I, wait, so if it's so if it's a wild card, if it's a wild that's a snap, snap, it's not enough. That's an offensive line because a guy is taking the snap to make a play with it. In in a field, I'm going to need proof. All right, here's what we'll do. If you can get proof that the that the, that the special you know teams blocking unit is not proof. called an offensive line, here's our proof. This is here's our proof. Is, Tuesday, Alex Boone can tell us. Okay. We can all agree, right? He is a judge. He's the authority. He knows more yeah. about the sport than any three of us. Let's ask Booney, is that an is that an offensive line snap for Darisaw? Okay. I told you guys, it, but again, I moved on because I'm class. Because <sighs> I just bring, but I'm, what I'm saying is it can be class. A, it, it can be a special teams snap. I know what what you're I'm saying. saying is you're still I'm playing not, offensive line. line. You're still blocking it's somebody. A, but it's not called offensive line, so it's not considered, which is why it doesn't show up in the stats. He doesn't have an offensive line snap. You, you, guys are, you guys are torturing. So bogus, you I'm trying to help you, Dex. You guys are torturing a right Remember that. being right. I am. By, by forsaking everything God crap. meant. Football this to be about. Let's ask Boone. The one thing well, ever, si- ever since May 1st, people have just been coming at me for write that That's down predictions. That's not coming at you. I it's told no, you it's it was wrong. There's a whole sample size of people sabotaging my write that down predictions. World's out to get me. Blah, blah, blah. I'm telling you it was wrong. I told you on Wednesday it's still wrong. Let's ask Boone on Tuesday. What you know? I'm sick of it. Just remember, down the road. All right, I, I got come, your back. You got my yeah, back here. I come, right, I'm chasing, we're, 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 we're chasing so Mike Trout here. I'm, I'm seven points out of the lead for the batting average. I'm a one home run out yeah. for the lead on Mackie and Judd. Now all of a sudden, Declan gets hot, and now now here it comes. Here comes the news. Oh, it here wasn't comes hot. The news. It, it wasn't right. We'll find out Tuesday. And oh, okay. We'll find that out guy. Tuesday. Tuesday. All right. We'll find out Tuesday. All right. Uh, Oh, those are Judd's keys to a Vikings victory dangling in the background. Jingling is probably the right word. I'm not sure dangling is the word I wanted to use there. Uh, all right, Judd's keys are really to a Vikings victory. This has been a show. A simple misstep. A simple dangle. misstep. You didn't do, do that on purpose. A dangle what's is a good. Word, what, what's a more Hockey's uncomfortable dangle. word, dangle or moist? All right. Da- uh, uh, moist. How many keys to a Vikings win okay. over the Lions? Well, we went to five last week for the Cleveland game, and it backfired, and the Vikings lost, so we are back to four. I thought you were going to bring it to three. No, we're no, we're to four. We're to four. The, by the way, the more I look into the Detroit Lions, like they're not just zero and four; they deserve it. And I, I, I know that they lost on the sixty-six yard Justin Tucker field goal against the Ravens, but we're talking about the team. Just a few things before I do keys quickly here. Second worst point differential in the NFC. 29th in the league in Team PFF grade. They have trailed by 18 or more in three of their four games, and they currently have five starters on the IR, and that doesn't include guys that that are hurt and not going to start who haven't been placed on IR, okay? So this team, like the Vikings should win by at least 10. I think more now. Key number four. Do your job. Even without Michael Pierce expected to play because of his elbow injury, okay? This needs to be the first game of the season that the Vikings hold their opponent to under 100 yards rushing. The Lions are 20th in the league in rushing. They they are averaging right now uh, 101.8 yards per game. But. This is the game where you hold them down. They're on the road. If this was in Detroit, I might say, well, it's going to be tough because you don't have the home crowd, but you're going to have the home crowd. It's time for the Vikings, if they're going to do anything this season, to move up from being 25th 
They're 25th in the National Football League in rushing defense. They're giving up 135.5 yards per game, which, by the way, is one place behind the Lions, who are giving up 132.8 yards per game. Do your job, run defense. I don't care if Pierce is playing. Do your damn job. Yeah, and it's even worse when you go yards per rush allowed. It's 4.8, which I think is 28th in the league. So it's, yeah. It's well, been bad, and I don't want to. I don't want to hear Mike Zimmer with this. You guys just go by the stats. I mean, if you really watch, no, I think I, we saw a lot of gashing there in the second yes. half. Yeah, yeah, exactly game. right. So it's the Lions. This this should be an elixir game across the board. In fact, if this isn't just an absolute thrashing at home of the Lions, then like if they only win this game by three points or something, uh-uh. do you still fire Mike Zimmer? I fire him on spot. I, I probably wait, but you got to win by fourteen or more now. Seriously, Dude, I mean, this team's a mess. Your job. Man Campbell has a mess on his hands. All right. Key number three. Better go to Jared. All right, that's right. Jared Goff. He went to Jared. Exactly right. Oh, that's where that is. And, okay. And here's what I want, and here's what I mean by this, because I don't mean the Vikings. I mean the fans in U.S. Bank Stadium. Jared Goff playing for Sean McVay with a good Rams team. As, as Dex has talked about before, essentially peed his Rams pants when he was here last time, okay? He's now coming in with the Detroit Lions, who if you look offensive line-wise, there's nobody left. There is nobody left. Jared Goff can be thrown off entirely, in my opinion, just to start the game, by the noise and the fans. These fans got to Baker for sure. Baker Mayfield... And I know he, he's hurt, too. Non-throwing arm, by the way. But there was no doubt in my mind that, that the noise, despite what some people said about there wasn't enough noise, bleep that. Good. I was there. I saw it. I, I heard think that it. was only Randy and Cottage Grove. No, it that. turned out there was a certain play-by-play guy in town, too, who said the fans didn't, what? didn't bring it. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Said the fans, I didn't hear it, but I got notes that said <laughs> that, in fact, I think that Randy might... I'm worried... Let's just say I'm worried that our friend from Cottage Grove might be talking to other influential people in the business. Well, he's going to have to choose, all right? He's going to have to choose his alliance. I'm just can't, saying. Can't, can't, can't have him double dipping like that. But I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you right now, negative Judd Vikings fans is telling you that you did your job against Cleveland and you will do your job again against the woeful Lions and Jared Goff with the Lions is certainly not as good a quarterback as even an injured Baker Mayfield is with Cleveland. Daniil Hunter, I think, might be going up against some guy by the name of Matt Nelson at right tackle, who was who is a converted defensive lineman who played at Iowa and he and he's now playing right tackle for Detroit. Yeah, like weird. this should be a mauling. And Jared Goff, I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm a little bit concerned for his health. But I think he's in huge trouble. It's bad. The Lions are bad. All of this makes me think the Lions are winning this game with a last-second field goal now. Now that now that we're through, you know, key I blame two for here, that. I think the fans. <laughs> fans aren't bringing it. Of all the things that went wrong last week, the fans number one. I got your back. Didn't, didn't bring enough drunken energy. I got all your right, back, next fans. key. Key number two. It's time for change. That's right. This is the game where we watching on TV. Or in the press box or in the stands, look down and at left tackle, we see the first round pick, Christian Darasaw, playing. 
I don't think it's going to happen. Rashad Hill is a backup. Rashad Hill, if you continue to just put him in, in there, what you got against Miles Garrett on Sunday is going to happen, not in this game again, but it's going to happen again. Christian Derrissaw, I don't know if he can take this or not, but I'll tell you right now, you need to get him in there. And I am also getting very tired in this town, and it seems to be a theme here, and I don't know why it's us. But while young players in different sports are like, given opportunities, and succeed, why do we slow-bake everything, it seems like, sometimes? Well, Justin Jefferson's good, but he's new. For two games, he's going to have to prove that in Game 3. But, I mean, you think about it. Like, how much do we slow-cook things? You know, this guy can't... No, we clearly brought him up too quickly. And in, you know, with different teams in different towns, variety of sports, you see, oh, this young man stepped in, and look at what he's doing already. It's high time to play Christian Derrissaw starting in this game and sink or swim with your first-round pick. Not Rashad Hill, who's a backup, and who if you gave him, if you pumped him full of truth serum right now, would say, I'm a backup. So what is the, has Mike Zimmer given a reason other than now we're just, you know, taking it practice well, by practice? He's been hurt and frustrated by it, but, I'm, but it feels like in this town, we've got this propensity to slow-bake guys. More than yeah. most, more than most teams okay. or towns. So he he's been a full participant for a couple of weeks. Yes, I get that he I get that he didn't practice throughout the off season, but he's been up to speed the last couple of weeks, and and it's presumably he's been studying his playbook for six months. He's been in all the offensive line meetings, right? So yeah, you know you're not you're not going to get full padded practices or preseason games. So are you? I guess my question is. If you don't, I could see if it was preseason, you're like, ah, we'd like to get a couple full padded practices in a preseason game under his belt. But like, those aren't happening. Definitely. So are you waiting? Like, why, why wait till week eight? I don't know. And it's Detroit. Give him the opportunity against Detroit. Super Bowl? This is Detroit. Yeah, I don't know. It's, <laughs> but when I you get, get it. There's, they're, they're trying to protect the guy from, but, but like, Rashad, Rashad Hill needs pr- protection. Exactly. In fact, insurance. He needs insurance, he, damn it. He should call Federated, Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Actually, it's uh, it's coincidental because the the theme of the week here at Federated is fire prevention and making sure that you have <laughs> a plan in place with your employees, with your building, that if there's a fire in the kitchen, if there's a fire in the pocket, that you've got risk management plans and structure in place to protect your bottom line, to protect your employees. Find out more at federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Play Christian Derrissaw. That is time for a change. Key number two. Key number one. Captain Kirk emerges. That's right. Not William Shatner. Kirk Cousins. So the offensive line was brutal, which is, you know, it's frustrating too because I, I felt like, especially in the first half against the Bengals, the offensive line was terrible. Then they really bounced back nicely. And I know Cleveland's good, and defensively they're they're exceptional. But they didn't just sort of like fall off against Cleveland. They looked awful against Cleveland. Okay, so it's time to bounce back there. But it's also time for Kirk Cousins to have another, to for, for the third time in four games, and for the second time in this three-game homestand, to go off and have a huge day. And I'm not talking handing the ball off. I'm talking... Passing the ball to Jefferson, to Thielen, to Osborne. Heck, Gronklin is fine too. 
The Lions are 21st in total defense. They are 29th in score, 29th of 32 teams in scoring defense. They're giving up 29.8 points per game. Um, this is a huge game for Kirk, and I'm talking a huge passing game. Clint Kubiak, I hope you're listening. <laughs> and so I don't want the script to be good. Oh, the script. Look at how the script. Okay, screw the script. I want the entire game to be good, and I want you to put on an aerial show that will cause the fans to erupt and send Man Campbell uh, to his knees with no kneecaps because he's so devastated by what he's seen. This is a game in which Kirk Cousins should be 1,000% set up to succeed, and really there is no excuse why the Vikings don't win this game by a minimum of 14 points. This feels traditionally... I would say there's there's two variations of this game. One Variation one happens 90% of the time. Kirk Cousins comes out. He throws for three touchdowns, no interceptions, 280-plus yards, whatever it is. The Vikings roll. Right? The Vikings score 31 points offensively, and they win this game handily, 31 to 13 or something like that. Right? Sure. Like, that variation happens 90% of the time. The other 10%, we've seen a couple times. It's the Buffalo Bills coming to U.S. Bank Stadium. It's the Indianapolis Colts when they were terrible. Like, oh, boy. There, there is that 10% where, or the Falcons last season, a terrible team, but they did have Matt Ryan. So, And Kirk just short circuits and throws a couple interceptions that he shouldn't mm-hmm. early, and then the defensive line starts to get some pressure, and Rashad Hill's bad, like, I'm just saying, like there is, there is. We've seen that play before, two or three times in the Kirk Cousins era. If they, if they pull that stunt, which is a disgusting, gross, robbing the ticket buying public stunt, write this down. Mike Zimmer will be fired by at the bye week because I think he gets is this, through. This is official. Is this well, a conditional yeah, no, no, prediction on the record? Well, I, it, but it. I don't want to sabotage it's an your official, prediction. So. It's an official prediction. On, <laughs> hey, look, your prediction was wrong. Boone's going to tell us. Don't you dare come at me for having a factual right. I bring class to the show. Um, it is an official prediction. If the Vikings lose, Mike gets fired. I don't think he gets fired what? right after, but by the by, during the bye week, he's gone for sure. So if the Vikings lose. The Mike Vi- Zimmer will be fired before the Vikings play their next game out of the bye. That's the best way to put it, because I don't know the exact timing of the Before firing. the Dallas game. Yep. Before the Dallas game, Mike will be fired. If they lose this game, yeah, he's gone. Because Phil's right. It'll be a give-up game. If they roll over that badly, you can write that down. He's gone. Okay. Because, Phil, the Colts game, the Falcons game, and and the Buffalo game were gross. Like, you're watching that, and you're like, what are they doing? I don't think that's going to happen. I don't either. Oof. I'm telling you, I think they win. And I think yep. they win handily, actually. There they are. Judd's keys to a Vikings victory over the Detroit Lions. Don't forget, right after the game is over, Vikings Vent Line, the most fan-friendly and interactive show in Minnesota sports. We're, uh, we're there for you as therapists or we're there as, as the organizers of the party, depending on. I don't think it's going to be a party if they win, though. Like It'll be a fun show, but like they should win the game, so it's not going to be like when they beat the Seahawks. Yeah, instance. I feel like we'll just shake hands, but that's yeah. it. Act like we've been there before. No champagne. So, uh, Vikings Vent Line on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Check us out, too, on the Score North app. It's a central hub for everything we do here, including Judd's written work. We'll see you guys next time. I'm Mackie and Judd. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 3. It was my first time traveling alone. 
packed my car with hiking boots, a camera, and my dog Randy. I don't know what I was searching for. Maybe it was something new, with adventure. Maybe it was the idea of vacation I would never expect, filled with wildlife, national parks, rivers. Whatever it was I set out to find, it was all there and more. Because there's so much South Dakota, so little time. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.